Hello, my name is Audrey Linton and I work with the Freedom Speak Up team in NHS England. One of our NHS people promise is we have a voice that counts and Freedom to Speak Up has become one of the ways we encourage NHS workers to share their voices. In this podcast, we will hear from Angela Knight-Jackson, MBE, the Deputy Director of Nursing and Professional Development in NHS England. So hello and welcome, Angela. One of the areas that your team has been working on is the Chief Nursing Officer and Chief Midwifery Officer Ethnic Minority Action Plan. Can you tell us a little more about that? Okay, of course, Audrey, and thank you and, uh, for inviting me to be a part of this um, podcast. Um, I think I, I think I'd start off really in my role as the as the um, lead for nursing professional development. And I would describe that as three areas. Um, the first area is around the Chief Nursing Officer and Chief Midwifery, Midwifery Officer Ethnic Minority Action Plan. I also am working um, with the ICS, around ICS Executive Leadership, and that's with the Chief Nurses. And my third pillar of work is around system transformation through nursing professional development, i.e. developing people so they can respond to some of the system, the very real system um, challenges which we have. And I believe that although I lead on the CNO and CMIDO ethnic minority action plan, I think it's integral to the other three areas of work. So can you explain a little bit more about those three areas of work then? Of course, yes. So, um, in terms of the ICS nurse leadership, um, we've been on a journey really with the ICSs. Um, from 2021, when we knew we were heading towards having this new NHS landscape, um, the, the CNO team have been working assiduously really to ensure that the nursing voice is represented on the board and we've done that through a mixture of round tables as well as um, having some master classes so over the past year we've really been working to have that executive nurse voice on the board and of course first of July that came to fruition and um, we continue to work with them now to look at their induction program you might think well what has that to do with inclusivity well, the, the executive nurse and our nursing leaders are instrumental in delivering an inclusive workforce. So we need to bring them on board, whether it's around uh, making sure that um, our ethnic minority nurses have good career progression, to also understanding that voice around freedom to speak up. Um, the second area is around um, system transformation through professional development and again this is about commissioning um, national programs which will help our nurses on all grades but in particular senior grades to become more confident to become leaders inclusive leaders um, so we work with internal and external partners to deliver on those programs and then, of course, we have the Chief Nursing Officer, Chief Midwifery, Midwifery Officer, Ethnic Minority Action Plan. Now, that's, it's an interesting um, programme of work because that actually started in COVID. 
So if you remember, we had a time where our nurses, um, especially from ethnic minority backgrounds, were really being disadvantaged, um, and particularly when we had the impact of the, uh, the number of deaths. And so we worked with the Chief People Officer team. Um, we had these national five work streams, which the CPO team um, put forward. And then what we did as a CNO team was to make a nursing response. And those five work streams were around protecting staff, engaging with staff and their networks, um, making sure there's representation and decision making, rehabilitation and recovery, and comms and media. And all these were really to do with addressing the disadvantages what our nurses um, um, were feeling and also experiencing. These five work streams also helped us to provide a voice in those particular areas so that nurses and midwives could tell us um, at first hand what they're experiencing. And one of the things what came out actually as we were going through those very difficult times in the pandemic was very little of our nurses and midwifery staff actually went to our Freedom to Speak Up Guardians. What they did is that they had the engagement, they used their networks to actually let their voice be heard. And you may say, Audrey, why would that be? Well, really, if you're from a marginalised community in a healthcare system um, and there's a lack of trust, and then we have the pandemic, it was all compounded. And so what happened there, I think, people went to their communities for support rather than coming to some of the established systems within um, our um, NHS. Well, that's really interesting because I suppose one of the one of the things we say in Freedom to Speak Up is any door is the right door sort of thing. So in terms of them going to their, their networks, that's great because mm -hmm. at least there is a community for them to speak up to. And just finally, can, what advice can you give to us to ensure that we develop, organisations develop inclusive speak up cultures? I believe that um, what is required is it's an, it's an approach where all organisations acknowledge there is an issue. It's the data drives what we know. So we've got the res, we've had the Ockendom report about um, some of the uh, poor experiences of ethnic minority um, mothers. Um, during uh, during um, the maternity phase. Um, we also have data which shows us where our marginalised communities are in our community. Hence, we've got our ICSs now using this population approach. Um, so the approach is to think about what is the data telling us and more so, what is the action required? So if we're working with our individuals in our organisation, help them to feel um, a part of that organisation and valued. When we work with our teams, help us help the teams to understand um, that 
the values of the organisation and how we should practice. If it's around the organisation, let's make sure that the board gives a clear message around inclusivity and your voice is valued. And if it's around the system, now we're going through our ICS systems, you know, this is about connecting everyone together, different organisation, health, social care working together, the government. Wouldn't it be great if the whole of the system Everyone together said, we need an inclusive approach to our health and social care commitments. And from that, every person in your ICS, in your community is valued and your voice is important. Angela, on that note, thank you so much.